Our lesson this morning comes from the 15th chapter of the book of Acts, starting in the 36th verse of that chapter. Hear these words. After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Come, let us return and visit the believers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take with them John called Mark, but Paul decided not to take with them the one who had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not accompanied them in the work. The disagreement became so sharp that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and set out the believers commending him to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Sicilia, strengthening the churches. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. In a time so long ago, you can't even imagine. Some of us went to college. There was no internet. You had to go to the library and play with the card catalog. There was no quoting Wikipedia because that wasn't a primary source. Even encyclopedias were not accepted for papers. The only telephones were attached to the wall and most of them were rotary dial. Ah, this was long, long, long ago. If you had a girlfriend and you happened to be in Birmingham, Alabama, and she happened to be in North Alabama, there was just one or two ways of communicating. Way number one is you wrote letters. Who the heck had time in college to write letters? No. Way number two, you went home on the weekend because your laundry was all dirty and you'd run out of money and you wanted some of mom's home cooking and Becky was in North Alabama. My friend Tommy and I took a Greek class at 1.25 in the afternoon on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We didn't take a lot of Greek on Friday because we would go home. And we had this routine. Dr. Vernon G. Davidson, Dr. D, taught the Greek class. He was so old, he had taught Julius Caesar Greek. That's how old the bony old man was. He would walk in and he would say, today I'm going to lecture on this word or this conjugation or this form of the language. And that's, that will be the lecture for today. Let us pray. And he always said a prayer before Greek class. Well, on Friday, Dr. D would pray and Tommy and I had worked out the prearranged signal, and while Dr. D was praying, we got raptured. Because Dr. D would look, and Tommy and I, both sitting on the front row by the door, were gone. We wanted to beat all the other people in the ruts heading to North Alabama, because if you didn't get to north of Birmingham before 2.30, you were going to get stuck in school traffic. This went on for a semester. He survived us the first semester. The second semester, we're all signed up for our classes, 125, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday Greek. And it is the Friday after a snowstorm weekend where we couldn't go home. Laundry has piled up. It's been two weeks since mom's home cooking and two weeks without Becky. 
And in Tommy's case, two weeks without Karen, we have made up our mind. Soon as Dr. D prayed, we were out of there. I don't know what caused the old buzzard to do this to us, but on this Friday, he walked in the class and he looked at me and Tommy. And he said, today, I'm giving a pop quiz. You will conjugate fully the alpha contract Greek verb agapao. And if those of you who are not up on your Greek, agapao is agape. It's sacrificial love. And all the forms, including the participles. Let us pray. He prayed, Tommy and I sat. Because he had told us this pop quiz was going to be 10% of our grade for the semester. He said amen to his prayer. And old codger just looked at me and Tommy, sat up on his desk, crossed his legs, not taking his eyes off me and Tommy. And we were looking back at him, calling down the wrath of Almighty God on his head. And he said, boys, you don't have to like me, but God says you've got to love me. Ooh. I wonder if that's how Paul felt about John Mark. Didn't much like him, but his Christian theology and his belief in Jesus told Paul that you've eventually got to love and like John Mark. John Mark grew up in Jerusalem. He was from a wealthy family, and we know that because the book of Acts tells us that uh, when Peter gets out of prison, he goes to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, and many had gathered there and were praying. So obviously, John Mark comes from a very large, or his mama has a very large house. We can get a lot of people in there praying. And there's some scholars that believe the upper room where Jesus had his last supper took place in the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark. So John Mark comes from a wealthy family. He has an uncle or cousin, the Greek is not clear because both words are used, named Barnabas. And Barnabas kind of takes John Mark under his wing and Barnabas is showing John Mark the ropes and Barnabas is having John Mark follow him around. And so when Paul and Barnabas go on their missionary journey, Barnabas says to Paul, let's take John Mark with us. And Paul says, sure. And about halfway through the missionary journey, about the time they got to Pamphylia, John Mark got homesick. That's what Sunday school teachers have told you for years and years and years. John Mark got homesick. He left Paul and Barnabas and went back to Jerusalem. Now, we don't know why John Mark went back to Jerusalem. He may not have liked the Starbucks in the region. He may not have been able to get on his Facebook or his Instagram or his TikTok while they're on the missionary journey. He might not have liked lugging the luggage for the Apostle Paul. And after all, when you read the writings of the Apostle Paul... Paul was hard-headed, y'all. I wouldn't want to go on a missionary trip with Paul. 
he didn't have fun. He just was dogmatic and, and, and you can say somewhat narrow. He wasn't the kind of guy you would like to hang out with. John Mark says, I'm out of here. I'm going back to Jerusalem. And he does. Well, they load up for a second trip in Antioch, and they want to go around to all the churches and see how they've done. And, and Paul and Barnabas has agreed they're going to do it. And Barnabas says, hey, let's take John Mark. And Paul said, not happening. Not now, not ever. I am not going to let that twerp on another mission trip with me forever. That's what the Greek says. Not going to happen, Barnabas. And we learn from our text, their fight is so large about this. The Greek says it in, in wonderful Sunday school language for us that um, they had a very large discussion. The disagreement became so sharp that they parted company. What you have here and what you need to do is you learn to read uh, the scripture and it's amazing how much light the scripture throws on the scripture. They almost had a bar broil, brawl, broil. Maybe I want lunch. Let's go to lunch. <laughs> they had a good old bar fight about John Mark. And it was such a bad fight, they agreed to go separate directions. And we know it was a bad fight, and it involved the church. See, what you don't understand is the Holy Spirit commissioned Paul and Barnabas to go. The Holy Spirit and the church blessed and ordained and laid hands on them to go. And so what you have with John Mark walking away and the severing of the relationship between Paul and Barnabas is a severing of what the Holy Spirit intended to do with these two. Little old John Mark, who just got homesick or didn't like Paul or didn't like the journey or didn't like the food, who, who thought, I don't need to hang out with these old guys, I'm going home. Just an innocent act, a selfish act. And we've all, as young people, done things that later on in life we regretted, but John Mark doesn't think he's doing anything big. He is severing a relationship that the Holy Spirit created. He is deviating a plan that the Holy Spirit had. They broke up. They walked away from each other. The company was fractured. Paul saw John Mark as a young man who was not worthy, who had walked away. Barnabas saw John Mark as a young man who just did a foolish thing. Paul? Paul saw a boy that needed to grow up. Barnabas saw a young man, a boy, and he intended to help him grow up. Paul, all he saw was Jesus and the kingdom of God and the work of God and the call of God. Barnabas saw one who would be valuable in the kingdom of God, the work of God, and the call of God. He just needed little encouragement. And so Barnabas takes John Mark to Cyprus. Where did Acts tell us that Barnabas is from? Cyprus. Cyprus. 
Barnabas takes John Mark home and coached him and cared for him and encouraged him. And John Mark is ready to go again. So years pass. Barnabas fades from the scene. We never hear Barnabas again after his fight with Paul. He is gone from the scene except when he's mentioned as a historic reference. But John Mark, John Mark pops back up again in the writings of Paul. In Colossians, the fourth chapter, the 10th verse, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. Here's, Paul says something funny. Concerning whom you've received instructions, if he comes to you, welcome him. So obviously we know that, that John Mark has caused some kind of fracture in the church, and Paul, in writing in the church at Colossae, says, look, I know you've heard the stories about John Mark. I know you've heard the stories about me and Barnabas going our separate ways, but look, welcome John Mark. So the apostle Paul is starting to change his mind about John Mark. He's working on forgiving him and being reconciled to him and he's starting to like him. And then by the time we get to 2 Timothy, the last of the Pauline epistles, we hear these words. Paul writing Timothy, do your best to come to me soon for Demas in love with the present world has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens uh, has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark. Get Mark and bring him with you for he's useful in my ministry. And the word useful there is, is such a rich word. It, it, it means, um, do you ever know a shade tree mechanic that no matter what kind of car you had that was broken down, the shade tree mechanic could fix it? That's the Greek word. Mark can do anything. Bring him. Something in the intervening 20 years has happened. Very likely, Mark grew up. Mark saw the value of what Paul and Barnabas were doing. Mark had an understanding of the, the work of the Holy Spirit. Mark grew up. And we know Mark grows up because Mark is the author of the Gospel of Mark. So obviously he got it. And Paul mellowed. So what do you do when you just absolutely blown it in church? And how do you handle it when you're friends with somebody who's actually and absolutely blown it in church? Four things I want to say for both the faithful and the fractured. Four things. First, you're a child of God. You're a child of God before you made your, your blow up. You're a child of God after you made a blow up. God is always your father. His love for you is unconditional. His love for you is complete. It doesn't matter what you have done. God loves you. You are a child of the king. 
celebrate your royal heritage, a child of God. Second, acknowledge your folly. We call that repentance. We call that turning over a new leaf. We call it coming clean. We call it being humble. However you want to put language to it, acknowledge that you made a mistake, that you did something wrong, that you didn't follow the will of God for your life at that point. Fess up, y'all. I was young and I was dumb. However you need to phrase it, I messed up. Third, find a mentor, find a coach, find a friend, find a counselor, find a, a spiritual Christian individual who will guide you back toward reconciliation. Paul gave us the ministry. He said, we've all been given the ministry of reconciliation. We're about reconciling people to God, but we're also about reconciling each other to each other. So understand that no matter what you've done, you're still a child of God. You will always be a child of God. You will always be beloved by the Father. Acknowledge your folly. Find a mentor. And what that mentor tells you to do, do it. Somebody's trying to coach you up, trying to help you out, trying to improve you, trying to have you walk closer to Christ Jesus. Submit to them. Do you understand what Barnabas did with John Mark? They went back to Cyprus. Barnabas took John Mark to his house. Boy, they had some conversations. And then last, we've all got to face those we've damaged. The New Testament does not record the conversation that Paul and John Mark had that started the process of re reconciliation. But I know because Mark wrote the Gospel of Mark and because the Gospel of Mark is the the remembrances of the Apostle Peter. I know this is in Mark's gospel. Peter asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive? Should I forgive seven times? And Jesus said, no, Simon. You forgive 70 times seven. In other words, you forgive an infinite amount. And I'm wondering, and I've always wondered if John Mark's reconciliation with the Apostle Paul didn't flavor or spice how he recorded Jesus talking about forgiveness. Sometimes as Christians, we have to face those we have wronged and we have to face those we have hurt and we have to make the first step toward reconciliation by offering our apology, by offering to make it right in the name of Christ. Paul doesn't give us the details of the reconciliation. We just know it happened because that old man in that Roman prison waiting to die wants John Mark with him. Where in your life do you need to ask for reconciliation? 
Where in your life do you need to make it right with someone? And where in your life are you called to help someone seek reconciliation? To help someone shake off the dust, get over their mistakes, and move on in the name of Christ. So this morning when you come to the table, you're going to bump elbows with people. You're going to bump elbows with the faithful, and you're going to bump elbows with the fractured. And just remember, we're all called to this table, and we all belong here because of a man named Jesus who said, this is my body broken for you. This is my blood shed for you. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Trinity Podcast. To find out more about Trinity, visit us online at www.trinityreston.org.